Today is March 8, 2023. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan. Here to talk some boxing for you. Last weekend, again, this sounds repetitive at this point, but we continue to get some of the best fights of the year. Every single week, it seems to top itself. This weekend probably was the card of the year so far. And I know, we're only in March. But the fact that I continue to have this conversation lets you know the type of quality we're getting every single week. I cannot stress it enough. Showtime put on a hell of a card. It was headlined by the controversial but highly competitive Brandon Figueroa versus Mark Maxeo fight. Brandon Figueroa gets the win. Gets a wide win on the cards. The fight itself was not that wide. Very close fight. I did think Brandon Figueroa won, especially after re-watching some of the earlier rounds. But I thought Maxeo put on a hell of an effort, put on a hell of a performance. And you definitely could have argued he won five of those rounds. The judges had it super wide, but don't let that distract you from the fact that it was an excellent fight. Perfect matchup, really, style-wise. Really fun one. Go out of your way to check it out if you haven't. But also on that card, early in the prelims, you had Trayvon Marshall, a prospect at 154. This kid seems to have all the goods. Mark his name down in your notes. Keep an eye on that guy. Trayvon Marshall. Excellent fighter. He got a stoppage in that fight. I believe he's now 8-0 with 7 knockouts. In the opener of the main card on Showtime, you had Elijah Garcia. A 160-pounder. And mind you, if you've been following the sport, you know 160 pounds, as it stands right now, is probably the worst division in all of the sport. That may not be the case in a few years, as you had two guys explode onto the scene. Elijah Garcia defeated Almacar Vidal, who was previously unbeaten. Not only does he beat him, he stops him. Elijah Garcia took punishment early, but he bounced back to get the stoppage. This kid showed some serious grit. He's mature beyond his years. He's a third-generation boxer, only 19 years of age, with a three-year-old kid. He's married. He's very mature for his age. That's not a lot of... 19-year-olds who are married with a 3-year-old. Mind you, this kid's 19. 3-year-old kid, very mature. He was poised. He was explosive. He was strategical. He was all that rolled into one. I'm extremely high on this kid. Personally, I haven't been this high on a young fighter since I first saw Tiafimo Lopez. High praise for him, but I think he has the goods. I'm going to follow his career very closely from now on. I suggest you do the same. The co-main event that evening was a fight of the year contender. Jarrett Hurd was back in action after a two-year absence. He went to war with Jose Resendiz. An unbeaten, excuse me, he has one loss, I'm sorry. A one-loss fighter. He's 14-1 out of Mexico. Very unknown at the time. He gave Jarrett Hurd all he could handle. This was brutal violence. Resendiz is only 24 years old. He put himself on the map. He's not a tune-up. He's not the guy to put in with a guy that just come off a two-year absence. He was all wrong for Jarrett Hurd. He brought the fight to Hurd and punished him at times in this fight, destroying him, actually ripping his lip apart to the point the doctor 
could not let Hurd continue. This was brutal violence. Go out of your way to check this one out. Like I said, fight of the year caliber. Definitely high up on my short list of the best fights I've seen so far in 2023. Overall, Showtime absolutely delivered. They're going to continue to deliver based on their schedule that they have just for the first six months of the year. This doesn't even count what they're going to bring later. But so far, from what they've delivered already in the schedule that is that was released a week ago, it's ridiculous. Showtime is killing it right now. It's hilarious that there were rumors of this company going out of business. Not Showtime itself, but Showtime Boxing, PBC, was going out of business. If you listen to some idiots out there. It's the complete opposite. This is one of the busiest first halves of a year they've had ever. And they will continue to deliver not only quality fights, but massive events. As you can see coming up soon, we have Caleb Plant, Benavidez. We have uh, Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. The press conference for that was just this afternoon. These guys are ready. They were pretty respectful, which was a little bit weird. I mean, they weren't overly respectful, but they weren't really trash-talking too much. It was kind of a low-energy press conference, but I'm still excited. When these two guys got face-to-face, they were talking that talk to each other. Didn't really say much on the microphone about each other. But you can tell these guys both want this fight going out of their way to make it. That is the biggest fight in the sport, and that is taking place on Showtime pay-per-view. Hell of a fight. Speaking of Showtime, we have an event this Saturday live from Australia, down under, from the 154-pound division. If you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know the 154-pound division is my favorite division in the sport. Not only because of the talent, but because of the fights that they're giving us on a consistent basis. 154, for some reason, they all want the smoke. They all want to mix it up with each other. It's fascinating to see. It's been over a decade we've been getting great fights. It is the gift that keeps on giving. Every year, we've been blessed with excellent matchups. This goes back to Mayweather Cotto. This goes back to Canelo Lara, Canelo Mayweather, Trout Canelo, Charlo Castaño. They gave us two wars. Uh, Lara versus Hurd, which was a fight of the year candidate a couple of years ago. Fedora Lubin last year was a war. That's just to name a few. That's just off the top of my head. That is just a short sample of what 154 pounds has been given us. It is a fantastic division. This weekend is no different. You have Tim Zhu, who is in line to fight Jermel Charlo for the undisputed championship at 154 pounds. That didn't happen, or it's not happening yet at least, because Jermel Charlo had an injury. Tim Zhu had two options. One, sit down, wait. You have a ticket for the undisputed championship. You can sit down, put that ticket in your pocket, and wait to cash it. Or you could take the tougher route. You could fight a man who has a victory over Jamel Charlo. You could fight a man who is one and one with Charlo. You could fight a man by the name of Tony Harrison, who is a consensus top five in that division. You could risk your ticket, put it on the line against one of the best fighters in the division, or sit there and wait. Tim Zhu's built different, as they say. He didn't want to sit there and wait. He wanted to test his greatness. He wanted to put his ticket on the line. 
saying, Tony Harrison, you want your third shot at Jamel Charlo? Well, I'm willing to give you the opportunity. Come New Australia. Come down under. See what I've been doing. See what the hype's about. I've only fought once in the U.S., but you're about to find out what I'm about. Tony Harrison, on the other hand, saying you made a huge mistake, bro. You made the biggest mistake of your career. You're a dumbass. You should have sat there and took that ticket, put it in the back of your pocket, and waited. But you're putting it on the line against me, someone who's hungrier than every, everyone you've been in the ring with this far, someone with more experience than everyone you've been in the ring with thus far. Tony Harrison is chomping at the bit to go to Australia. He's been there for weeks. He's looking at tigers. He's looking at kangaroos. He's looking at snakes, putting snakes around his neck, saying anything Tim Zhu's done, I want to do. I don't want this guy doing anything that I haven't done. I want to experience anything he experiences. Tony Harrison is fired up, and I'm fired up to see this fight. You have Tony Harrison, a former WBC super welterweight champion. His record is 28-3, and 21 knockouts. He's a skilled counterpuncher. He likes to use his reach advantage. He likes to keep the opponent at bay. Harrison has great footwork, great head movement, which allows him to make his opponents miss and counter with a heavy shot. He's also a very good uh, body puncher. He can wear you down. He's consistent with his attack. Tony Harrison is a thinking fighter in there. He's looking for you to make mistakes. He has so much experience. He's been in there with so much high-quality opposition. Something Tim Zhu hasn't seen. But Tim Zhu, on the other hand, brings youth. For everything he lacks in experience, he has in guts. He's 19-0. 15 knockouts. Son of a Hall of Famer, Costa Zhu. He is known for his aggressive style. He has heavy hands, both hands actually, excellent footwork, not as good as Tony Harrison's, but his footwork is definitely there, which allows him to control the pace of a fight and land powerful combinations. He's looking to break you down. Tim Zhu is a great body puncher, tremendous body puncher. He finishes fights with accurate shots to the liver. That's the type of guy he is. He's looking for that liver shot. He's looking to put you down on the canvas, having you on your hands and knees, gasping for air. This is going to be an interesting matchup. Two skilled boxers with contrasting styles. Harrison is going to try to use that reach advantage, counterpunch him, keep the skills, uh, sharp skills against Tim Zhu, keep him at a distance, and pick him off with his accurate shots. Tim Zhu, on the other hand, he wants to close that distance. He wants to apply pressure. He wants to get into the later rounds and try to punish Harrison with his aggressive style and his heavy shot. Everything he throws hurts. So the outcome of this fight is really going to depend on which fighter can impose his game plan and execute it better. If Harrison can use his experience and his boxing skills to frustrate Tim Zhu and avoid those huge shots, I think he wins this fight in a 12-round unanimous decision. I know it's in Australia. I know well, I'm not accounting for crooked judges here. I'm saying, in reality, what you're going to see, you could see a boxing lesson for Tony Harrison. On the other hand, though, Tim Zhu could apply that pressure like I spoke about earlier. He could apply that pressure to Harrison, get Harrison to tire out later in the fight, and land those heavy shots to the body, and he could win this fight by stoppage. I would hate to see Tony Harrison go out like that, but it is a possibility. Tony Harrison is more motivated, though. Tony Harrison wants this Jermel Charlo trilogy more than anything in the world. 
He's willing to do whatever it takes. He's willing to go to Australia against this young killer and see what he really has. Is he the man he says he is? He's only fought once in the U.S. He's only fought once against a high-caliber guy. That was Terrell Boucher. And Terrell Boucher dropped him. Terrell Boucher dropped Tim Zhu. But Tim Zhu did respond well. He did win the fight with uh, by stoppage. Tim has power, and he has a high motor. I think that high motor is really going to be a huge factor in this in this one because as great as I think Tony Harrison is, he has faded late in fights. I think he'd be the first to tell you that. He faded in that Charlo rematch. That's how he got stopped. He got stopped. I think it was a combination. A combination of him kind of getting a little tired and him getting a little, a little bit too cocky, wanting to stand in there and trade with Charlo because he had such a disdain for him. He wanted to put a hurting on him. And that really... Um, Led to his downfall in that fight. He got caught with a shot. Referee stopped it. He was on his feet. He did get back up. But when you're when you're that fatigued and you get hit with a big shot, it's not a good combination. Um, if Harrison fades late, though, like I said, Tim Zhu can get that stoppage. But I'm going to bet on Tony Harrison. I believe he's the underdog in this fight. I expect him to be on his A game. I expect him to be on the outside of the ring. Um, the outside of uh, Tim Zhu's power shots, and just jab, jab, touch the body, and move. You have to move. You have to keep turning Tim Zhu. Keep spinning him around. Keep making him feel lost in there. Keep frustrating him. But be extremely patient and focused throughout because if Tony Harrison loses focus against a big puncher like this, it could end bad for him. Tim Zhu does not seem to tire late in fights. That's something I haven't seen yet. Like I said, he's got youth on his side. He's got a hell of a lot of energy. And I talk about that grit and determination from Tony Harrison, who's from Detroit, who knows uh, how to get it out the mud, as they say. Tim Zhu's no joke either. Tim Zhu seems like he's a tough guy. Tim Zhu, seem, Tim Zhu seems like he's a confident kid. And he comes from a Hall of Fame father, like I said, second-generation fighter. He doesn't have that in-ring experience that Harrison has, but he definitely has heart. I do believe he has heart. Both these guys are dogs. I expect a great fight Saturday night on Showtime in Australia. Uh, it's kind of weird how they're marketing this. I don't know if they're having an undercard on television. It kind of seems like they're only showing that one fight, which is fine with me. But it says it starts at 1045 Eastern on Showtime. I believe that is only going to be the main event. I haven't seen any information on the undercard. I do know... There is a decent undercard fight. I just don't know if it's televised. And that is Rohan Murdoch, Isaac Hardman. Two six-foot, 168-pounders. Hardman is 13-1. Murdoch is 26-2. I believe Hardman's the favorite here. But this should be a fun fight. Hopefully it's televised on Showtime. If not, I'm sure you can find other ways to watch it. Legally, of course. That's all I got for you guys this week. Please tune in next week. I'm going to have the Caleb Plant versus David Benavidez preview. And I cannot wait to break that fight down. Other than that, I just want to shout out to the fighters that are making things happen right now in the sport of boxing. You got Tony Harrison going to Australia. You have Tim Zhu putting his shot at the undisputed title on the line. You got Devin Haney who went to Australia twice already. And now is looking to fight Lomachenko. You have Tank and Ryan, who both in their prime, undefeated, huge stars, coming together to make their fight happen. 
You have Benavides and Plant, two big fighters, coming together, making their fight happen. You have real fighters doing real things. You have Inouye and Fulton, a tremendous fight. Probably the best fight on paper we're going to get all year. Excellent matchup. Inouye is moving up in weight. Fulton is not only going to Inouye's country, but going to his hometown. You just have guys willing to risk it. And that is something this sport is built on. And this year, we are getting a ton of it. Shout out to them. Shout out to the matchmakers. Shout out to the sport. I love this thing. And it is continuing to remain on fire. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to share the podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, give me that five-star review. It really helps. You can also follow me on Twitter at someone else. Enjoy the fights Saturday night on Showtime. I'm out.